What if I told you that if you're pushing the law on other believers or if you are trying to keep the Mosaic law yourself as a means of avoiding sin and living a godly life, what if I told you that Jesus teaches us that that is the equivalent of committing spiritual adultery? Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying if, if you're a believer in Christ, I'm not saying that that means God is mad at you. I'm not saying that um, that you are not saved, that you are not forgiven. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm saying that if you're a believer and the law is something that you're pushing on other people or that this is your focus yourself, that the scriptures teach us you're literally doing something to the effect of committing spiritual adultery. And I'm going to use Romans chapter seven to show you that today. But before I do it, I want to say a few things. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I get it. I get why so many people are obsessed with the Mosaic law. Doesn't make it right, but I get it. Because we look at the Mosaic law, right? And we're like, well, the scriptures say, uh, don't lie. You shall not lie. And that sounds like a good thing, doesn't it? Let's be honest. And come on, do we want to be lying? Should we go out there and lie to each other? Let's not steal, the Mosaic law would tell us. And then... That sounds good and ominous. So certainly we're like, yes, we need to be under that law. We need to be under that system. And the mistake that we make is, well, first of all, we assume we, I think, undervalue the law's perfect standard and its perfect holiness. You know, Jesus said, uh, well, the, the Mosaic law says, if you look with lust, you are guilty of adultery. And under the law, that means you get death. If you are under the law and that's your system, you get death. Jesus said, if you even look with lust, you become guilty of the law. The apostle James, I'm sorry, guilty of adultery. The apostle James says, whoever keeps the entire law, but stumbles at just one point has become guilty of it all. You see, what I think people misunderstand is teaching people that we're not under the law, that Jesus wants us to be free from the law, doesn't mean we're saying it's okay to go out and lie, cheat, steal, and commit adultery, right? That's not at all what the implication is. And people will be very quick to jump and say, oh, that's wrong. Uh, Jesus said he did not come to abolish the law. And it's, it seems like that's a go-to verse. And let me just say this. No one here is claiming that the law has been abolished, right? The law's still there, right? And what we're teaching is not that the law has been abolished. We're saying that if you're a believer, the scriptures tell us Jesus is the end of the law for all who believe. So you wouldn't be debating me on that. You would be debating Jesus, right? The scriptures tell us that the law is a ministry of condemnation and death, right? So the law, scriptures tell us, makes no one righteous. So what in the world are we obsessed with pushing the law on people? And the, the answer is we think that somehow that is our source. We think the law, now get this, people who are pushing the law, I think innocently so, are saying this, 
It is the Mosaic law that teaches you to say no to sin. They believe it is the Mosaic law that tells you how to live. And I'm saying, what if Jesus is saying, no, the law literally does one thing. It points its finger in your face and imposes a just due penalty. If you do this, you're guilty. The wages of sin is death. And what if what we're supposed to be learning is that the law's motivation was to show you, well, who could, who could do it? Again, not being under the law isn't saying we should lie, cheat, steal, and commit uh, adultery. But we're supposed to look at it and say, the law is perfect. If I look with lust, are you kidding me? If I'm angry with a brother, I, I need, it's the same as murder. Are, are Jesus, what do you mean? Cut off my hands and cut out my eyes? This system is, I can't do this. It's too perfect. And it leads us to realize we need a better covenant founded on better hopes. It leads us to realize that what we need is Jesus. Jesus is what leads us away from lying, cheating, stealing, and committing adultery, if you will. So again, it really comes down to this. Who, who are we going to take a what? What are you going to use as the source to help you live a godly life? And that would be the law or who are we going to use to lead us away from poor decisions and living out a godly life? And that would be Jesus. So let me stop there. I'm going to jump. I'm going to share my screen. We're going to look at these verses in Romans 7. Uh, and I want you to see if you see something very interesting about spiritual adultery. But before I do that, actually, I do want to say one last thing. Feel free to post it in the comments below. If you can find one verse in all of scripture where Jesus is telling a believer to keep the law. And don't let's not try to twist up and tie a bunch of scriptures together. If the goal is for us to keep the law, I promise you in the Old Testament, you don't have to dig. You don't have to tie things together to show that Jesus was telling them, you know, that, sorry to say that God was saying, hey, you're under the law. You need to keep the law. If you don't keep the law, this is what you get. Do punishment. Find that in the new covenant, and you won't, because there is no call for anyone to keep the law under the new covenant. The law is that you love others just as I have loved you, and that you believe in the Son. These are the new commandments that Jesus has given to us, all right? So without, again, I'd be happy to discuss any verses. I know there are some that may seem to imply that, but I don't think you're going to find any. In fact, I'm sure you're not going to find any that directly say that. And if you do, just post them below and we'll chat about it. So meanwhile, let's jump into Romans 7. I want you to see something very, very cool that's going on here. Hopefully you're seeing my screen now. We're going to start uh, with chapter 1. So I'm sorry, this is Romans chapter 7, verse 1. I've highlighted a few words that I really want you to pay attention to. Okay, so it begins like this. It says, or do you not know, brothers and sisters, so they're Christians, for I am speaking to those who know the law. Now stop right there. This is uh, the Apostle Paul talking to other Christians. But this particular description of the law uh, is he's going to be talking about two kinds of law. He's going to be talking about the Mosaic law. And he's going to be talking about human law, particularly Roman law, right? He says, and the law has jurisdiction over a person as long as 
he lives. And here, here goes the, he's going to give us an example of human Roman law. For the married woman, what? She's bound by her husband as long as he is alive, right? But this is human law. If her husband dies, she's released from the law. Now, obviously, this is a lowercase l, right? This isn't the law like up here, the mosaic law. It's lowercase law, human law. She is released from the law when her husband dies. This is what happens uh, in most places, if not all places around the world. Your husband dies, your, your wife dies. You're no longer under this law of committing adultery. So she's released from the law concerning her husband. Verse three. So then, if while her husband is alive, if she gives herself to another man, now let me stop for a moment. We're, we're about to see symbolic symbolism here. This is symbolic for if you're with Jesus and you give yourself to another system, the law, it'd be adultery. So I want you to watch how beautifully he's tying this together. So if while her husband is alive, gives her, she gives herself to another man, we all get this, she will be called, rightfully so, an adulteress, which by the way, even those of us who are teaching that we're free from the law, we're not pushing adultery. We're not pushing lying, cheating, and stealing. That is foolishness. We're, we're pushing what Jesus said. You need to get apart from the law if you want to be connected with him because he is the source, right? So I'm sorry, I, I derailed quite frequently. So she will be called an adulteress if her husband dies. She is free from the law, but if her husband dies, she's free from the law so that she is not an adulteress if she gives herself to another man. Now, here's the point. Here's where Jesus puts it all together. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you also, now here's the analogy. We're talking about a woman who's doing this. Now he's going to say, I'm talking to you now. You also were put to death in regard to the law through the body of Christ. So what? They died to the law. You have to die to the law, right? Why? Why? So that, here it is, you need to die to the law so that you might belong to another. Do you follow this? You cannot belong to another unless you die to the law. It's the same example of, of human marriages, right? We cannot be married to Christ if we're married to the law. You have to die to the law to belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead. Why? In order that we might bear fruit for God. Let me stop. What is he saying? If you're married to the law, no matter how righteous it sounds to say, we got to keep the law. Jesus said, uh, I did not come to abolish the law. It may sound righteous and ominous, but you cannot bear fruit for God unless you die to the law. So again, so that you might belong to another, to him who raised from the dead in order that we might bear fruit for God. For while we were in the flesh, remember that we're going backwards a little here. While we were in the flesh, the sinful passions, why, now check this out. The sinful passions, 
Look at what the law does to your sinful passions. Weird, huh? The sinful passions which were brought to light by the law. What was going on with them? Were at work in the parts of our body to bear fruit for death. The law, uh, the scriptures tell us that the law came in so that sin would increase. The apostle Paul says the law produced in him every kind of coveting. Now, this is crazy, isn't it? What we're learning is that the law does not lead us away from sin. It seems like it does, but it doesn't. Remember Adam and Eve? There were two trees. You can eat as much as you want from the tree of, of life. That's a picture of Jesus. Eat from it freely. But there's one tree I don't want you to eat from. And it was the tree of knowledge. Get this. What does it sound like to you? It's a tree of knowledge of good and evil. Does that not sound like a picture of the law? Because that's exactly what it is. And the, because the day you eat from this tree of knowledge of good and evil, you will die. You'll spiritually die. You see, Adam and Eve, they wanted to be like God. They wanted to be like God, knowing right from wrong. When all they ever needed was God, all they ever needed was the tree of life. But instead, they wanted a system, right? They wanted the rules. They wanted the knowledge of good and evil. And when they ate of that tree, surely they will die. And we're still doing it today. We're still eating from the law. You got you to gotta go after the law. Just do your best. And when you stumble, just beg for forgiveness and, and repent and everything will be okay. And what we're learning right here from Romans 9 is no, you need to die to the law. You need to be apart from the law. It is grace that leads us to repentance. Again, it all comes down to who or what will be your source for godly living and avoiding bad choices, avoiding sin. Will it be the Mosaic law or will it be Jesus? So we continue uh, with the last verse. He says, but now, right? But now we have been released from the law. So to the guy who's going like, Jesus said, I did not come to abolish the law. I'm not arguing with you. I'm saying the law is still there, but believers have been, what did he say? We have been released from the law, having died to that which we were bound. So that, why? Why? So that we need to die to the law. Get this. So you can serve in the newness of the spirit and not the oldness of the letter. Do you folks see it there? This is what we're supposed to be learning here. The law is a ministry of condemnation and death. Not my words, scripture says it. The law is weak and useless. Not my words, it comes right out of Hebrews. Why? Because it perfects nothing. The law lacks any ability to get you and you and you to say no to sin. It's about the source. Will you chase after a set of rules? By the way, it's against the law to murder people. It's against the law to rape people. Does that, is that the reason you don't do those things? Because I ask you this, if so, if it were permissible by human law for you not to murder and rape, would you suddenly become a raper or a murderer? Or do we discover that the law doesn't stop bad people from doing those things? 
the law just points its finger in your face and says, this is the just punishment you get when you do these things. And the reason you don't murder and rape and commit other types of crimes or sins is because it's not who you are. Sure, we make bad choices. Sure, we stumble in many ways. But what keeps us from stumbling, what keeps us from making bad choices is not a system that points its finger in your face and says, here's the punishment I'm going to dole out on you. Remember, our punishment was taken on Jesus's shoulders, right? There's no condemnation for those in Christ. Our sins have been taken away as far as the left is from the east. Uh, I'm sorry, as far as the west is from the east. We don't need a system. We don't need a law because that stuff's already been dealt with. What we need is a different source, one that's founded on better hopes and better promises. And that, namely, is Jesus Christ. So I leave you with this. You do have a choice. You can continue to push a law. I know it sounds righteous. I know it sounds ominous when we're doing that. But you always understand this. What you're ultimately doing is, is helping people bear fruit for death. If you want them to bear fruit for God, right? If you want them to walk, right, in the light and live out their identity, you've got to focus on what the source is that gets them to do that. It's not the law. It's Jesus. Feel free to like, share, and comment below. And thank you for watching this video today. God bless you all.